0: Good evening, Sports Zodians. How's everybody doing out there tonight? I am Mike aglia I am your host for this is Sports Zone. We're recording with you live like we do each and every week here via the I-95 Sports and Entertainment Radio Network. We've got a good show for you tonight. We are being joined by Eric Tressler. Dave Hastings should be joining us in a matter of moments. We have a lot to talk about tonight. NFL Week 5 to talk about. Maybe a little baseball playoffs. We have some basketball we may wind up talking about. I'm sure Eric Pfeiffer and maybe his buddy Larry Schmelrose would like to talk hockey. I believe the NHL season is right around the corner. But yes, Eric Tressler is here. Before I throw to him, Dave Hastings is coming back after a one week absence, so let's welcome him in here, Dave Hastings. How you doing? I'm doing all right, Mike. How are you? Good, good, good to have you back, buddy. So we will start off the show here. Eric Tressler would like to start the show off.
1: Yeah, because I mean, listen, let's get this topic out of the way. Let's just let's just yes. get it done and over with. Shitty topic. Nobody wants to talk about it everybody's beat the thing to death all day. We've beat it to death in text messages. It's just been all over the place. You can't avoid the Gruden story right now. But my question to you guys, is I don't know if I avoid all the talk. It's pointless to talk about. What's out there is out there. What's happened has happened. Not changing any of that. But what I want to know from you guys is who, and I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this, and I've been thinking about for like the last half hour or so, really the right way to phrase it, but Mm. Who do you think is a worst guy overall? Is it John Gruden or is it Urban Meyer? We don't have to go into details, but I'm just wondering, like both had pretty shitty, like last week and a half, two weeks. Both are pretty terrible people for the most part, from what you can tell. Who's worse? That's what I want to say. And then we can move on to talk about week five.
0: I'm surprised those are the two choices, truthfully. Dave, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I um,
2: I think I would probably lean more towards Gruden being worse, um, just because when you really think about it, if he's if he still feels and thinks the way that he felt back then, like he's basically been lying to colleagues and friend, you know, quote unquote friends for over a decade. Um, and I, and I just think that's one of those things where there are people that sat next to him that might have, you know, or looked up to him that might have been gay or might have been of a different minority or might have been, you know, uh, a female, uh, what is now a female referee. Um, I, I mean, the list kind of goes on and on. Um, and to think that, you know, somebody could, look you in the eye and and say one thing but you know inside and and behind your back feel and say other things uh i don't know that that one just rubs me the wrong way what 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 urban meyer got caught doing i mean when it's all said and done like that's really between him and his wife um so uh, i mean gruden gruden is you know what he did or yeah what he did or might still do we don't know um that, that's that's affected, you know, hundreds of of, of different people. So, um, yeah, I, I would have to lean towards Gruden being the worst of the two.
0: Well, I will also point out that Urban Meyer did have an assistant coach work under him who was a friend of his who he knew committed the domestic violence. against his wife. Then he let him keep his job. So there was that whole thing. Right now, it's hard. If these are the two choices, it's hard to say anyone but John Gruden at this particular moment. And I listened to some of Keyshawn Johnson's comments on the subject. Apparently, he's been railing against Gruden for a very long time. So, I mean, I couldn't say it better than Dave did. And just to go one further, um, I can't, the, uh, it's a defensive player for Oakland who came out in the offseason. Naseeb, can't remember if it's Carl or Ryan. He came out over the summer. So, you you hear Carl that you're Nassib. hitting.
1: Carl Nassib
0: okay thank you thank you you hear that your head coach makes these comments in an email 10 years ago and how is that guy supposed to have the same faith in him that he did before he knew that so yeah i at this particular moment it's definitely hard to say anyone but gruden if these are the two choices because no, I, I,
1: I agree but see here, Mike. this is the fun part of it is there's really no right or wrong yeah. choice here. like there's really no there's no right or wrong choice so mm-hmm. uh, it's it's really well. Can, like, I, can both, I can
0: I they're both can bad I,
1: guys and like for, for yeah. very different reasons and that's the thing that makes it an interesting question is that they two completely different things they got caught doing two completely different like people like where Gruden is saying things and seems to have a certain mentality about him but then you look at what Urban Meyer's done and you look at his track record between other coaches between players like Aaron Hernandez um, like he, he's had a lot a lot of different character issues going on. So I just thought that it it is an interesting debate if you really think about Mm -hmm. it. Um, But really, we don't need to beat a dead horse. So, I mean, I'm- Well, can I I
0: throw- I'd like to end it on one thing, if I may. There's a write-in candidate who I think trumps both of them, and that's Daniel Snyder. Because let's be honest, Daniel Snyder's workplace culture led to the investigation of the workplace conduct of Washington, which led to this whole situation, and it's probably going to lead to a lot more- than just this, we will look back you on like this. You went and took years.
1: it a step too far, though. You went and you went and took it to that land that me that was trying to keep us away from. So you I, I, it it needs, needs it,
0: it right needs now. it needs to be mentioned, and that's all There's I wanted to do is mention it. But I
1: just don't think we should mention it. I just think that like we should just. I was just trying to have a little fun with it, throw a little different like angle at it, and just honestly, I don't want to go too deep into it because we all have a lot of thoughts, and I just don't want to spend an hour talking about we could do a whole
0: show just on that. Yeah, no, no, we no, 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 this want is, this do is, no, 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 this uh, is all I would, this is, it, it's, God only knows how much worse it's going to get, but yes, let's move on here, I'm fine with that. Anyway, Eric, Eric Pfeiffer is here, let's welcome Eric Pfeiffer in before we start week five talk in the NFL. Eric, how you doing? Eric,
3: Pfeiffer. I'm, I'm good, Mike, how are you today?
0: I'm good, I'm good. All right, so let's be, talk.
3: Huh? I was gonna say I'm sorry, I was gonna be trying something a little different today. I got a, uh, a hockey league that I joined plays on Tuesday night, so I'm gonna be walking out my door at about seven thirty Eastern time. But I'm gonna try and do it for my truck and still listen and pitch in <laughs> if you need me to and sit in the ring parking lot before I get in, so before I have to go in. So Nice. Uh, nice. If I do cut out early though, just text me or text Schmel Rose the picks and he'll send them to you.
0: All right, well, we may wind up doing the picks early, depending on uh, – I know Dave has to cut out early, so depending on that, we may wind up doing the picks early anyway. But um let's talk week five in the NFL, and I think all of us have some comments on a, a certain game that took place this weekend. You guys shouldn't uh, have any
1: comments. I'm stopping you in your tracks. You shouldn't have any comments. Your team kicked ass. Team is that going to be well. a
0: reoccurring theme?
1: But, but I'm just saying that it. No, no, not me cutting you off, but just I mean, right. honestly, like – it won't okay. be a recurring team, but you can't you. say we both have a lot to say because you guys, honestly, if you don't have things positive things to say about your team, Mike, I'm sorry, but like you, you need help. Like that, you, that's you fair. You can't not be you can't not be happy with the performance that you got from the team on Sunday. Like as, Elliot ran great, uh, Powell ran great, everybody played great. The Giants, on the other hand, didn't play as great. Had a ton of injuries, and yes, there's more to say on the Giants side, but you can't tell me that there's a whole lot to say. Other than just positives for your Cowboys this weekend, if I hear any negatives out of you, I'm stopping you in your tracks. I will cut you off on any negatives. I don't care. Use superlatives this week. Five no, minutes. no. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. need wait. to use one every now and then. Please.
0: Wait. Here's the deal. I will. I will. I will go with you on the. I will not use negatives. You cannot make me use superlatives. We're doing all right for the superlatives. Dave, go ahead. And <laughs>
2: look. Eric's right. I mean, when it comes down to that game as a whole, um, I think, I think it would have been, been a better game if Barkley and Jones stayed healthy throughout the game, but all in all, I still think Dallas probably would have won by at least one possession. Um, I think the the great news for the giants is that, you know, Saquon is expected only to miss two to four weeks. Uh, Daniel Jones might miss this week, but even if he misses this week, that'll probably be all he misses. Um, Uh, I just I think when you look at this game, it's kind of similar to the game they played against Philly. Um, You know, Cowboy fans don't want to admit it. Cowboys fans don't want to say it. But when you look at the rosters of the four teams in the NFC East, top to bottom, Dallas clearly has the best roster. Um, Now, best roster doesn't always guarantee, uh, you know, best record or who's going to win when they line up on the field on a Sunday, Thursday or Monday. But, you know. Top to bottom paper wise, I I think Dallas definitely clearly has the best roster and you're seeing that to uh, begin with. I mean, they're they're one bad pass interference call away from potentially being, you know, five and up. So um, it it, it, they're a good team. I I think there are teams in the league better than them. But I do think they uh, have earned the right to, as you've seen in most power rankings that came out today, I think they've earned the right to be somewhere in that, you know, seven to ten window. Um, other than that, though, look, the Giants I mean, they went in there shorthanded, and before the second half kicked off, they were even more shorthanded. Um, and, and it just wasn't for them, that it just every card stacked against them and and they fought. But that's the one thing I think you've seen literally fought, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's the one thing I will say if you're a Giants fan outside of that idiotic move and throwing a punch. I mean, Tony, uh, 100% um, at least looked like the real deal on uh, Sunday. Um, and I think that's, that's a positive light. The giants have talent, they have weapons, but most of them weren't on the field for Sunday's game. And that's really, really all I think that needs to be said about that, at
3: least from my end. All
0: right. Uh, five, you got anything you want to throw in?
3: I uh, just that the Giants are terrible. I would like to ask Dave a question: um, Who do you think is going to have a more impactful career, Micah Parsons or Kadarius Tony? Uh,
2: I think um, I-, I think it's going to be Parsons, but I think Tony has the potential to have a few more highlight plays um, throughout the careers. But I think uh, Parsons, when it comes down to overall impact on a team and their win-loss record and their ability to win you know, big games in December and January and, you know, as a Cowboys fan, God willing, February, um, I think Parsons is more likely to have a bigger impact on, on,
3: on the team. Right. So in my opinion, I don't care how many highlight reels he's got or uh, it's just in my heart, he will always be the wrong pick. I respect that.
2: Uh, that that I get, but I mean, look, as a Cowboys fan, I, I'll go back just three, four years ago, and you know, th- Dallas took Taco Charlton four picks before the Steelers took T.J. Watt. Uh, I get, I get where you, I get where you're coming from, it, 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 but that's the joys of the NFL draft. Hindsight's always 2020.
3: Uh, I was foresight. We all knew it. You have
1: hit on more than you've missed, though, like Trayvon Diggs hey i to eric i told you when they drafted
2: him how happy i was i i mean i did want them to get the safety that the giants ended up getting uh um, mckinney mckinney but uh i i had no complaints about about, about the digs pick that's for sure
0: listen i think the difference if we're if we're talking you know draft history is a little bit here it's the difference between selecting best available versus position of need and right or wrong We looked at the Giants taking a guy who was a third wide receiver and it's like, why are you taking a slot receiver with your first draft pick after you traded down and had a guy like Michael Parsons in your sights and you had a lot of really talented players on the on the board? You go after a position you for some reason thought was a bigger need than taking the best available talent out there. And that's what the Cowboys have done right more often than not, as Eric said, to their credit, over the better part of the last decade. So, if nobody has anything else they want to throw in Eric, you got anything else you want to throw in?
1: Your Giants suck. Fire, guys. Fire, judge. Judge sucks. I'm sorry. Like, he's just not a good coach. Uh, uh, and, Tony, how stupid are you? You're the only bright spot on the team right now. Uh, you're playing unbelievably. You just broke. Odell Beckham's rookie receiving record uh, for the team at 189 yards. He broke it. Odell had 185 in a game as a rookie. You do all this great stuff, and then you come out and you punch somebody in the head who's wearing a helmet. Like, I will never understand for the life of me any person on the football field who throws a punch while somebody's wearing a helmet. Like, how uh, how stupid are you? They're designed to take hits. Like I don't, like I don't yeah. understand what you're trying to accomplish there, other than get your ass thrown out of the game, like or break your
0: hand and miss a bunch of games as a it's result. It's
1: Undisciplined, it. and I, that's what I don't like. And this team needs to change. The you know we've already talked about how they've wasted careers—probably Daniel Jones' career, probably Saquon Barkley's career. It's time for a change, please. I know we're only five games into the year, but they got to do something. Can,
2: can, I, can I ask an honest question for the, the Giants fans with us? Um, do you think Garrett makes it to the end of the season? Because I feel like he'd be the perfect sacrificial lamb out yeah, of a good point. on that roster.
1: Do you think he makes it to the end of the year? I do. I, I, I do. I, I, I unfortunately do. I think this whole squad, because it's not the Giants' style to fire a coach in season, I think, unfortunately, this is the group we're
3: stuck with. Till the end of the season? Five? Well, it's like – that. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, it's so – it's a frustrating sentence. Like, they, they refuse to fire somebody in the season, right? Because, like, the Steelers, they used to refuse to rework somebody's contract until somebody like D.J. Watt came along. And, uh, you know, they reworked his contract to get him back on the field this season. So, you, you, it's time. Like, it's – you know, it's a new era. Like, you got to amend – And you got to bend and you got to do the things that need to be done. And you need to start moving the franchise in the proper direction. One sacrificial lamb is not going to cut it. Like it is, it's time to refresh. And I think it's still early enough to be able to save a guy like Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley's careers. Maybe even if it's not with the Giants, but maybe just getting them a fresh look, fresh face, something in there to get them moving a little better throughout the rest of this year. It's just something. Something's got to. Give a spark, and it's not going to be a game against the Rams with backups.
0: Yeah, it's very true. So, it'll, I, listen, I think Dave's point is valid because we hey talked Mike, about. Let me the,
1: give you what? your Aglia aggravation of the week: the Rams over the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, we'll, we'll get one. I you're not going to like
0: this. You're not going to like this because here's my thought. I was actually looking at this week's schedule earlier today, and I see that. And I get that St. Louis is going to be heavily favored. The game is in MetLife Stadium, correct? Yes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I could kind of see that being a trap game where, I mean, listen, the Rams are a good team. Nobody's saying they're not a good team. They're 4-1 and one right now. But, you know, it's the Rams when you come down to it. They're not infallible. And yeah, the Giants may be playing with backups, but I can see a world. I'm not saying I wouldn't pick the Rams. I'm just saying I could, I could see a world where that's the game the Giants get up for. Delusional. Happens all the time in the NFL. There's more parity in the NFL than any other sport. Hey, can so anybody just, else?
1: Can anybody else on this call right now, honestly, honestly, sit here and tell me you give the Giants a chance this weekend? At all, uh, Mike. Like, would no. you be willing to put it on the no. line and pick them? Like, if you want to pick this game, I'll let you. Pick I mean, them. I, like, I, 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 did just, I did, I did, I did just like say.
0: That? Everybody heard me say. I'm not saying I would pick the Giants, right? I just saying I could see it. No, I'm just saying. Oh well, um, yeah,
2: look, there, there is that any given given Sunday, but I mean, you're talking. They're probably going to be without the starting quarterback. The starting running back potentially all three their top three starting wide receivers outside of Tony because uh, most people don't think he's going to get suspended because he didn't actually land the punch. Um, so, I mean, you're talking that they're they're down there could be potentially down five of their top, you know, six offensive players. Their starting offensive tackle might not play. He's still dealing with a foot injury. I mean, to peppers, he missed this past game. He there's no guarantee he plays this week. I mean, they, they already had a bad roster and and their, their team is getting decimated by injuries. So I, I, there's just no way in God's green earth. I, I think they have any, like the Rams would have to give them, give them the game. And I'm talking like throwing interceptions or fumbling the ball that, you know, get returned for touchdowns. Like, Uh, I'm talking the Rams would basically have to hand the Giants this game for the Giants
0: to win this game. All right, fine. Here's all I'm going to say. Just to end this, wrap this whole thing up before we move on to other games and talk the rest of the league here. I will not use superlatives. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. That's all you get from me. That's it. Let's move on here. Um Just to look at the rest of the league, we can go to whatever games you want, but we could use this as a jump-off point here. You look at the standings in the league. Can I? The Chiefs? What? No,
1: I'm gonna let you go. If you had somewhere to go, I'll let you go. But otherwise, I I, I had a game in mind.
0: I'll let you do it. What's your theme?
1: I got. I got to get. uh, uh, How do you not go with that kick fest of Green Bay and Cincinnati? To me, like that. Oh my god! Have you ever seen that (laughs) many missed field goals in a row? Like, I, I don't know, like Mason Crosby, he's a, usually a lot better than that. Like, I, I, this is really off. And then the fact that they doink one off to the, the, the whole thing was just wacky. I don't know if you guys got, were able to catch that game. But to me, that game was really the game where you were like, what is happening here? This game but, should have been over five different times.
2: The worst field goal of that whole game was when the Bengals
1: kicker thought he actually
2: made it to win the game. And they started to celebrate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, I felt,
2: and he's a rookie kicker too. I I felt so bad for him, but yeah, no, nah, I it, I mean, look, that game was the epitome of it all. But all told, I think there was thirteen missed field goals or extra points before the end of the third quarter of the one o'clock games. It, it was like kickers in the one o'clock games just were like they just all slept on the wrong side of the bed, uh, which is just. I I don't know how how you explain that one. Like, look, I've always compared kicking to playing golf. You know, you do the same motion every time you're out there. It feels natural to you. It feels good. And yet you have absolutely no idea if the ball is going to actually go where you want it to go. Uh, But with that said, I also think that as a kicker, come on. You have one job. You got one job. You should be hitting 95 to 98%. I know most kickers don't. I understand that. But still, a- anything within 40 yards, that that should be money for an NFL kicker. There- there's really no excuse uh, for it in my book. So, yeah, that, that's it. that-, that game was crazy. But overall, the 1 o'clock games kicking was just a joke.
0: Mm. Five missed field goals in that game. Three for Crosby, two for McPherson, I believe was his name, just to put that in there. So, yeah, I mean, that was batshit when I heard about that. I'll give you that one. Um, but to go back to what I was going to do here, you look at the standings right now, the chiefs at two and three last in their division. Now, given what's going on with Las Vegas, that's probably going to change very shortly. And Denver obviously is not going to three and two. They, they're not going to stay there. So chiefs will get back there. Chargers at four and one Arizona at five and oh. I don't care if we thought Arizona was going to be pretty good this year. The fact that they are the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, that's pretty crazy. So just, just to look around here, a lot of surprises so far. I know everybody's been high on Justin Herbert. Chargers 4-1 and after that game that they had on Sunday. To give them the, – to, to be starting off that much – I, Eric, I'll throw to you here. You've kind of consistently said that you thought Herbert was better than Burrow. So far, I don't think you're wrong. No, did I get? I, I oh, think okay. every
1: week he's proving it. Herbert's going to be a hell of a player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He really is. And what he's been able to do out there in the West, I mean, is something the teams should take notice of because he has some weapons. They have a good defense there's no reason that team shouldn't be on the rise. And when you see what's going on with the Raiders, you know, they're going to start to dip. You expect Kansas, Kansas city to pick it up. And Denver, you knew that three, and start was nothing but a mirage. Yeah. So this whole division, it's really going to be between the char- chargers and the chiefs. I still expect the chiefs to beat them out for it, but the same respect, I do expect this to be a really good year for Justin Herbert. And he just keeps proving that he, he, he looks better and better. So, I mean, Sky's the limit there with the Chargers in the future, but I don't think this year is the future for them.
0: Mm. Dave, what do you say?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I completely agree with Eric. I think you look at the AFC West, and it's going to balance out. The Broncos and Raiders are going to start falling to the bottom. Um, you're going to see the Chargers the, – I'm sorry, you're going to see the Chiefs pick it up at some point. <laughs> I mean, I saw today the Chiefs are giving up 7.1 yards per play. Um, on defense. So that right there is not a good formula uh, to win a Super Bowl. And um, I, I think that can hurt them. Uh, I do disagree with Eric on the fact that I think this is the Chargers division to lose with the start we've had. I mean, yes, there's, you know, 12 more games and they still have to play each other one more time, but a big win in Narrowhead Stadium for the Chargers or for the Chargers already against the Chiefs. Um, the, the Chiefs have losses against Baltimore. They just lost last night to Buffalo. So their 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 three losses are all against AFC teams. Uh, so that hurts them. Where the Chargers only loss against the Cowboys. Yes, I purposely dropped that in there. Um, <laughs> but like when it's all said and done, I, I that's the only area I disagree with Eric because I think this is the Chargers' division to lose. Um, even though we're only five games in, I, there there's a lot of little little things that, that, you know, are going to add up towards the end of the year when it comes down to division record, uh, interconference record, all that stuff. So, um, but, yeah, you look at this division, I think Oakland's going to probably take a step back. I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and win this week. Um, Just kind of one of those, like, middle fingers to Gruden of, like, hey, we didn't need you. And, I mean, like we talked about before, they have an openly gay player on their team. I mean, we know 80% of their roster is, you know, African-American. Like, come on. They, they, I'm sure these players have a, a little bit of a chip on their shoulder and, and want to kind of come out and say, well, fuck you. We didn't need you anyway. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders came out and won this week. Uh, but I think they start to dip down. Kansas City picks it up. And, and the Broncos, again, that defense is uh, – they if they can't run the ball, they're going to lose because that, de- that defense can only do so much.
0: Mm-hmm. And just to throw it in there, Las Vegas is on the road against Denver this week. That seems like a pretty good week to give the middle finger to the whole situation. So I'll give you that one there. Um, Fife, you got anything you want to throw in? No, nah,
3: I just think that uh, we've, I mean, at least myself, and I think there were a couple of you guys uh, preseason. I think we all expected the, the road to the Super Bowl through the AFC to run through Buffalo. I think I still think that's the way it's going to go. And, uh, We'll see what happens. But as far as the West goes, I mean, I still think that the Chiefs, like the door's wide open, to be honest. Um, I I think that um, their lack of capability of generating uh, a third target in the passing game is really going to start to hurt them soon. Uh, I think they, like I said last week, I think they can beat the good teams, but I think they're going to come up short against the great teams this year. And I thought that coming into this season – and, uh, you know, I'm still on it. I still think that all the risks Mahomes takes eventually in this league are going to bite him in the bite him in the butt for a little while. Uh, he'll go back to getting the plays again at some point, but I think all his risks are going to bite him in the ass. And, uh, you know, I just think the door's wide open there, and it's a perfect time for a guy like Herbert to come in and, and take over for a year or two.
0: Well, I do think I heard Hill may wind up missing this week's game. Uh Edwards Hilaire, I believe, went out with an injury, so that's that's not going to help anything. So, but let's talk about Buffalo real quick because they
3: and Mike cut out and Mike cut out. So, who's got something uh, to say about Buffalo before he gets back? Because you know that's where he's going. It's going to be a tough place to to win in the uh, playoffs. I'll tell you that. It's going to be cold there. Not only cold, but they got a hell of a team.
2: That, that yeah.
3: the, the fact uh, that granted. the way they're able to get pressure
2: with just four and, and stop the run with just six or seven in the box is going to they're going to be a problem for everybody. I don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even on weeks where they have you know the offenses might not be clicking, like that defense is going to keep them in the game. And and you look at Josh Allen. I mean, he he's your dream running quarterback. Uh, if we're being honest, he he's the guy that you want because he can run but he's much more of a pocket passer. Like, you know, he, ha- he has the build to take hits if he takes hits. So, yeah, I think you look at Buffalo, and they're probably the scariest team in the entire uh, NFL right now.
0: Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you this, you know, we talk about Cowboys loaded with all the weapons they have. Stephon Diggs is a monster. Emmanuel Sanders, nobody really paid any attention to the fact that he went to Buffalo. He's shown he's not dead yet. Beasley is Beasley Me and Dave know Beasley is a very good weapon to have Dawson Knox, the tight end Is coming on very strong They got two pretty good running backs back there So you got some great weapons for Allen to play with there That is an offense that can beat you in a hundred different ways Fife
2: You're still with us, Mike for that.
0: Okay, uh, that's good uh, 5 around seven
2: thirty. At seven
0: thirty, so. Oh, gotcha. All right, that's my fault there. All right, well, I'll throw it to you guys. Where, do you guys got anything else you want to bring up from this week? Uh,
2: uh I, I, my heart breaks for Detroit. I don't. I mean, seeing a coach cry is never something I you want to see in the NFL in general. Um, but becoming becoming the first team in NFL history to lose back-to-back games on uh field goals as the clock expires is just. You just feel for the Lions. I mean, that that's just mind blowing to me. That that the Browns Chargers game was insane. The Browns first team in NFL history to have uh, over 500 yards of offense, no turnovers, and something else, and, st- and still lose the game. Like, uh, I mean, there's there there. This was a great great week of NFL football. I mean, even that Houston New England game, which was a game I had no interest in watching. Turned into one hell of a barn burner, um, and but yeah. So, uh, all in all, I think it was, it was a hell of a week, which is a good thing because if you look at the schedule for this week, I, there's nothing overly exciting on on this week's schedule.
0: Mm. Fair enough, Eric. You got anything
1: else about this week's games? Not really. I mean, uh, Tom Brady looked, you know, on the, the offense finally looked good again there in. Tampa Bay, I should say. Anyway, I know they're beating up on a Miami team, but they look good. Um, Expected them to look good. I mean, we could talk about the Falcons. Falcons beating the Jets without um, Ridley and without, you know, really – a very good football team so to, to see the jets go to london and lose i think i i predicted that last week when i, I think i took the falcons last week when you guys all took the jets
0: i can if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, well actually you and dave both took the falcons me uh, and uh me well, and I schmelrose the took team. the jets yeah great, yep. great minds think alike great, yeah, great That's mine.
1: right. exactly it dave. can exactly. i
0: can i throw something here on, on your point though Um, sorry, sorry to cut the celebration short there. You guys pat yourself on the back, get that all out. I apologize for stepping on it. Um, how about the resurgence of Cordell Patterson? Like it's ridiculous what he's been able to do. I mean, he's, he's always been looking at one of those scat cat, uh, guys who can, you know, a little bit of a weapon in the receiving game. He always wondered what he could do out of the backfield. A Percy Harvin type player. I always kind of looked at him as he's bounced around the league. I think it's the fact that the Falcons have been so devoid of talent. They don't really trust their starting running back. You have Ridley. You have Pitts. I mean, Eric, I got to concede to you on this one. You did say the Falcons were going to fall off after the loss of Julio Jones, and you've been proven right on that one. But in the midst of all that, Patterson's kind of taken advantage of the fact that Ryan's got no one to really play with here, and he's like, well, you know, you can try me, and I still got some juice left.
2: Well, yeah, I think what you've seen out of Patterson has been nothing short of impressive. Um, Mm -hmm. I still can't say I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, man, he might be in the running for, you know, top running back in the NFL. No, nothing like that.
0: Nothing like that. It's it's
2: nice to see, I think, for the first time in his career, a team that actually found a way to use him outside of returning
1: kicks.
0: Yeah, I guess Cousin David was waiting in the chat room and I didn't see him there, so Cousin David's here now.
1: Um, I also will welcome Cousin David, but I also want to say that I I 100% agree with you guys about Cordell Patterson and the resurgence. I mean, he looks good, but this is what he was supposed to be used for. He was always supposed to be that utility guy that came to the league that was able to do a few different things and um, I actually think he's, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I think he's a little bit bigger than Percy Harvin too. But I could definitely see those comparisons to like a Percy. That's Harvin. all I
0: was going with. I wasn't going with size. I was just yeah. But I mean, yeah. that's, I'm
1: just saying that adds mm-hmm. to his to his capabilities, his size, because that's something Harvin didn't have. So you True. could
0: use him, and
1: he could barrel through some guys, and he's not afraid to take some hits, and you know he. I don't know. Cordell Patterson seemed to be a bright spot on a very crappy team so
0: far. Yep. Yep. He's been good. If you picked him up in fantasy, good job there. Uh, I don't want to talk about my fantasy team. But anyway, all right. Um, Do you you guys got anything else you want to throw in or do we want to go to picks? I mean, everything else kind
1: of went according to schedule. I mean, so, I mean, I don't think there's a ton here. Outside, well, I have a question. Chargers, I mean, that Chargers Browns game overall, other than just talking about Herbert, it was a hell of a game. Um, just back and forth offensively 47 42. I mean, what Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert were able to do is pretty fun, and uh, you know, the game in general was just a fun game. So mm-hmm. I'll throw that out there, even though I know we talked about the Chargers already, so we don't got to beat it up. But
0: well, well I have I- a question, I have a question, and you. This is this is for both you guys here. We talked about Urban Meyer last week. We're not going to talk about him today. I think it's even if he doesn't get fired in season. I think it's fairly obvious he's probably not going to last past this season. How much do you think this is going to set back Trevor Lawrence's development? Because yeah, all right, he's on a bad team. Showed a little bit of a flash on Sunday against Tennessee. There, of course, they got destroyed. How much is this year with Urban Meyer going to hurt Trevor Lawrence in the long run?
2: I mean, <laughs> I think he's been given the, enough uh, God-given talent that when it's all said and done, it, it might slow it down a little bit for him, but I still think he's going to be, I, I still think the guy's got everything you need to turn into, you know, uh, a pro bowl, if not all pro level quarterback.
0: Mm. Eric? Oh, Eric.
2: You didn't cut out.
1: He's just on mute. No, sorry about that. Um, Repeat the question again. I apologize.
0: No, I was just asking this year with Urban Meyer. We know he's probably not going to be here beyond this year. Jacksonville, terrible team. Lawrence showed some flashes on Sunday before they got trounced by Tennessee. How much is this year going to hurt Lawrence's development in the long run?
1: Oh, it definitely hurts. The longer they keep Meyer there, the longer it's going to hurt his development. They got to get rid of him. That's how I think right around the bye week is a perfect time. Bring somebody else in, get him just working on some good fundamentals for the rest of the year, and then come next year, that's when you kick on the Jets and, and whoever your new coach is, it's on him to to turn Lawrence into something. Um, but the faster you can get rid of Bette Meyer, I think the better off you'll be for the long run.
0: All right. Fair enough. All right, let's go to picks here. Let's do some picks. Let's do a recap of last week here, real quick. Uh, Eric, you are still in the top spot. You did not have the best week last week, though. You and me both tied at four and three last week. Dave and Schmelrose both went five and two last week with their picks. So as we enter week six, it is still Eric in first place, commanding three game lead here that he is at 14 and 12. Dave Hastings has jumped into the number two spot solo at 11 and 15. I'm in there in third place at 10 and 16. And coming up, pulling up the rear is Larry Schmelrose at 8 and 18. So, with that, yeah, yeah. There is that. I
2: think Schmelrose picks with spreads in his head. I think that's what hurts him.
0: I think Schmelrose may want to defer to uh, Eric Pfeiffer for a couple weeks just to see if anything had change.
2: I mean, so, that might not be a bad idea for him either. We could let them each pick together.
0: Yeah, yeah, that'll be an interesting fight in that head. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's, um, we'll start picks here. We don't have Larry Schmelrose for the bombastic introductions here. So I will start, I guess, I, I, I'm going to do my best to give you guys the introductions. Um, Eric, you're going to have to flush the toilet when we get to you. But um, anyway, so the first game I'm going to pick, and I was thinking about this earlier. Hmm. So I guess this is your ag's aggravation of the week here. There's a couple games I want to pick, but I feel like if I do, Eric's going to get mad because they might be his toilet bowl picks. Um, I'm not I'm not going to do the Rams-Giants. I'm not going to do that one. Um, all right, this will be it. We'll do this one. I'm going to give an interesting game here because I think this game could go either way. Minnesota Vikings, they did win last week. They won in the last second on the field goal, like Dave had pointed out earlier, two and three. Going into Carolina to take on the 3-2 and two Carolina Panthers, Darnold, uh, Sam Darnold. Coming back to reality a little bit over the last couple weeks after his 3-2 and two start. But I think we got a pretty even matchup here, all things considered. So we will start with this game, and I am going to pick the home team. I'm going to pick Carolina. I think Darnold's got a little bit of magic left. Minnesota, not overwhelmingly great, but they can pull some heavy wins out if they have to. But at the end of the day, I'll give the home team the advantage here and I'll go with Carolina. Dave? Well, I think
2: one thing when we talk about Carolina we need to go back and recognize is um, I think Eric was really the only one that refused to agree that they were a really good team. Um, so, uh, Eric, if I am right on that, uh, I just want to give you quick credit. Um uh, but I think the one thing we've seen with Carolina the last two weeks is they haven't had McCaffrey, and um, Darnold has been turning over the ball. Uh, and I think if you limit, the, if he doesn't turn over the ball, I think they're the better team. I think having McCaffrey back is going to take some pressure off of him, stop him from forcing some shots or throws that he's been forcing. Uh, so I'm actually going to go with Carolina as well.
0: Okay. So you got Carolina, Eric. He's still Minnesota. on mute, isn't he? Minnesota oh, okay.
1: all day. Minnesota all day. I was just letting you guys finish, but no. Minnesota all day and twice on Sunday. Um, don't mind Carolina. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Sam Darnold is uh, – isn't he the league leader in rushing touchdowns right now? Uh,
2: he's tied. He's still tied for it. He didn't get it. He didn't have it. He didn't have any this week. So uh, Zeke and I think one other player caught up to him this week. so uh, he's tied at, at five.
1: Yeah, Minnesota all day. Because listen, even if Cook doesn't play or whatever, I'm gonna trust in Cousins and the weapons that they still have playing. Because I mean, unless a they're statement. down, Jefferson, Cook, and uh, you know. Their left, left tackle I, I got to think that Minnesota's going to find a way to win this game They're not that bad a team They're still going to be around 500 maybe g- Probably game over, you know, 9-8-ish and um, With this new 17-game schedule And I think this happens to be one of those wins Not that Carolina isn't an okay team And they're going to get some gritty wins this year I just don't think one of them Is going to be against the Vikings this weekend
0: I can't believe you just said I trust in Kirk Cousins Let's just let that breathe for a second there yeah, that's all right, fair point, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So now uh, I'm going to do my best. Larry Schmelrose invitation. It is time for Hastings Highlight of the Week. Oh,
2: my God, Mike. That was actually pretty damn good, my friend. Thank I, I you. Think, thank I you. Think, thank uh, you. I think Schmelrose would be proud of
0: you. You know, I did um, announce basketball games in college a couple times.
2: So uh, a couple weeks ago, we were in a spot. Where I had two games, Hmm. and you guys all agreed that I should just give you both games. Sure. Um, Mike, I got good news for you. One of the two games is not the Cowboys Patriots game.
0: Thank fucking Christ. All right.
2: Um, But the two games are uh, we have the one o'clock game. So we'll start with that one. You have the Chargers at Baltimore.
0: uh, that'd be pretty good.
2: Um, two teams ride, riding a win streak. Um, two teams winning in very different ways. Two teams playing, uh, coming off of wins that were emotional and went down to the last minute. Um, uh, you're, you're talking two rosters that have a lot of talent, but also some holes and, and two quarterbacks that are playing really, really great football right now. Um with all that said, uh, you know, I look at the Chargers roster. I like their roster better. Um, I do think right now I'm still going to, I would still would take Lamar Jackson over uh, Herbert, but I think that, I think there's something special going on with both these teams. And that's why I think it's a highlight type of games because I think both teams really have the potential to, to be fighting to be there at the end um, with how the year started so far, at least so. Um, with all that said, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick the Ravens.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the Ravens on that one too. Um, chargers are playing well. This is going to be a big test for them just because it's a road game. It's in Baltimore. Fans like to get up the whole thing. How does he play on the road with adversity? Like, Cleveland is a good team. Don't get me wrong. So, this is not the can you win the big game. No, you won the big game last week. Are you going to be able to keep that momentum going, though? Still on the road two straight weeks, though. This is a big test for Herbert here. So, I'm going to go with Baltimore. Eric, go ahead. Ravens. Not even a question. Uh,
1: I think Herbert's getting close, but he's not there yet. Ravens are gonna be a good team come the end of the year this is when the law of averages to me starts evening out a little bit. Herbert's had a great four and one start Ravens have had a good start but they've played some some tough games this year like honestly like they had the bills they had the chiefs they had you know a lot of tough games to start so that being said they're they're a little more battle tested I think right now than um. Than the Chargers are And because of that, I just don't think the Chargers are ready yet I don't think that Justin Herbert's Necessarily ready yet So Because of that, I just um, Gotta say, I'm, it's clear-cut Ravens For me this week
0: Alright, so we all got the Ravens Dave, you said you got two games?
1: Uh, yeah, the other game
2: is The uh, undefeated Cardinals At the 3-2 and two Browns
0: That uh, should be a good game
2: I think that that could be another shootout. Uh, Cardinals coming off of uh, back-to-back division wins. Um, On the road, Cleveland coming off of a tough loss against the Chargers. Back at home, uh, you know, Miles Garrett chasing Kyler Murray around all day. It just sounds like a hell of a show to watch. I mean, you want to talk about two freak athletes um that, that that's that's a great example it basically looked like that professional tag game that uh eric told us to watch but not expect to like um <laughs> yeah, that, that's what that game that's what that sounds like to me um and, and it's going to be entertaining uh but I, I just i look at the browns and their strength is in the run defense or run the ball and play action um, and getting uh, on defense, getting teams into guaranteed passing downs uh, where the Cardinals really can beat you with the run or the pass. Uh, defensively, they're just extremely balanced. Uh, if there's any guy that's going to be able to run down or catch, you know, Chubb and, and um, oh my God, why am I drawing a blank on the, the other running back? And oh, clear. Hunt,
0: Kareem, uh, Kareem, Kareem, Hunt. Kareem
2: Hunt. Yeah, Chubb and Hunt. I mean, Buddha Baker's that guy. Um, so, with all that said, I, I actually think the Cardinals keep riding their win streak and uh, move to 6-0 and win, that, win on the road in Cleveland. The only way that would change is if it rains, and I don't, I don't know what the weather is. So, I, I'm, uh, mm. I'm going to go with the Cardinals not knowing what the weather is going to be like Sunday in Cleveland.
0: I'm going to go with Cleveland in this game just because I feel like they have to win this game after the way they lost last week. I feel like for them to be taken seriously and as a team that you see, think has a legit shot to go to the playoffs, you can't lose a game like this after losing last week's game the way you lost it. So I'm going to go with Cleveland there. Eric, go ahead.
1: Um, yeah, this is, again, goes back to the same thing I said about the last game, but the law of averages. And to me, this is a game that's going to average things out a bit. Uh, you know, Arizona, unbelievable start to the year. Great start. A lot of people thought they would be a good team this year, but I don't know if a lot of people thought they'd be five and zero good. Um, that being said, a lot of people have the Browns winning the AFC North, and right now at what are they three and two? Yep. You know they're they're right there in that meaty five hundred part of the schedule that I think that they're going to start trending upwards. Um, not that Arizona is going to trend downwards, but I do think that we all know they're not going undefeated. So that being Mm -hmm. said, this game is also in Cleveland. Weather permitting or not, I think this is a home win for Cleveland and one for them to get back on their feet with. So um, I'm going with Cleveland at home.
0: All right. So with that, I'm prepared here because now it's time for Eric Tressler's Toilet Bowl of the Week.
1: And this, one, this one's circling pretty hard because, I mean, really, it's, it's a game nobody wants to probably watch. It's not a lot of fun. There's just uh, – I mean, I'm going right to this Sunday night game. Steelers at home against the Seahawks. You're going to watch Geno Smith play a quarterback. And is there ever a more foul taste in your mouth than having to use the words we're going to watch Geno Smith start at quarterback? Like, it just leaves a bitter taste on your tongue. Like, it is just – it's a sour, sour smell that, like, you just you just taste it. It's on the taste buds. It's, it's a bad one. So, I mean, <laughs> that, that being said, the Steelers aren't much better. Two and three look like crap the first two weeks. Played a little bit better. Najee Harris seems to be running the ball better. Um, but at the same time, they are two and three. Big Ben has faced some questions about his arm. Um, and yeah, I have a feeling I know which way a lot of us are gonna lean, but when I look at it, this just isn't an appealing game to watch to me. I don't know about how you guys feel about it, but this this is this is some smelly shit right here.
0: All right, so you obviously took Pittsburgh here. I don't want to take that
1: game. That's how
2: smelly it fucking is.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. and here's the here's the thing about you this game. Want to double it and it's a bad one. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I mean,
2: mind. I wouldn't mind giving this double flush and
0: just. Being well, like, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going back to the bathroom now. So y'all will have to do that on your own. But <laughs> uh, anyway, here's the thing about this game, though. It's all because Russell Russell Wilson got hurt last season. Like nobody, when they put this game on the schedule, obviously, you don't put this game on Sunday night thinking. Geno Smith is going to be starting at quarterback for Seattle. Because if you did, not only would you not put it in prime time, you'd be trying not to televise the game at all. So just just to throw that in there. Yeah, I think we're there shouldn't be a question we're all picking Pittsburgh here, but it's important to note that Russell Wilson playing in this game drastically changes the whole complexion of it. So just throw that in. Dave, go ahead.
2: Yeah, there. I just had a brief moment where I was like, you know what, I'll be ballsy and take Geno Smith to win against Pittsburgh. And then I realized, even with Russell Wilson, one of the biggest issues for the Seahawks is their offensive line. Um, so you go from Russell Wilson to Geno Smith, and we're not talking Geno Smith from, like, his rookie year where he had, you know, a fair amount of mobility. So um, I, I – I just I got to go along with you guys, and 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 I'm gonna have to take uh, take the Steelers.
0: Thought you were gonna say you were gonna you were gonna pick Geno Smith, but then you looked down and you realized, hey, that's not weed, that's angel dust. I should put that down.
2: Yeah, no, 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 my friend, that is definitely that. I mean, (laughs) I I mean, if I was gonna go Geno Smith, and and the Seahawks, I could understand why you might have thought that that was a part of my evening.
0: Anyway, all right. So he's not here right now, but there's there's a few games that I think would qualify. So let's do. The, I'll do the introduction here. Always do for show, show of the Week. And they, I mean, there's some bad games on the schedule this week. I think one of you guys said this is not exactly an eventful week. The game I'm gonna pick here, because I I I think there's still a question about whether or not Sue is coming back this week, right? This is the first week he's eligible, but that doesn't mean he's back, right?
1: No, he's not he's not coming, he's not coming back this
0: week. All right, and this game is in England. Fair enough. So this game is in England. England for some reason I mean, not for some reason, it's just the way it's worked out. They don't really get good NFL games over in England anyway. Miami versus Jacksonville is not gonna be a good NFL game. It's gonna be a horrible one, if we're being honest here. And it's it's really sad that two of them went down. Joe Jacoby has proven at one point people thought and eh, maybe he could be a solid NFL quarterback. No, no, no. We've gotten our answer here. He's not a legit quarterback. And Jacksonville at times doesn't look like a legit NFL team. But I'm going to be honest. I'm going to go on record. I'm going to say Jacksonville gets their first one of the season this week. Simply because Miami is just not the same team without two of their or I should say a legit NFL quarterback. So I'm going Jacksonville. Eric, who you got?
1: Um, ooh, this game is is a pretty terrible one. Is it? It's a good choice. Yeah. Um, I still don't think the Jaguars win. Give me, I, I think they go into their buy over, and that's what gets you know Urban out the door. I'm I'm gonna go with the Dolphins.
0: All right, Dave, who you got?
1: um so
2: <laughs> poor England uh-huh yeah <laughs> um, yeah, poor, poor England uh look, honestly, Jacksonville is only three games away for tying the record for most consecutive losses in a row um they're I believe 21 now uh, I think the- it's 20. Oh, okay. So good for them. They're only 40 they They're four. <laughs> away. Um, because I, I could I be wrong.
0: I could be wrong on that, and if I am, I apologize.
2: Yeah, I believe I believe the record is uh, the expansion Tampa Bay Buccaneers losing twenty four in a row. Um, started their franchise zero and fourteen, and then the next their second season as a franchise zero and ten. Um, I don't think the Jaguars reach that record. And one of the reasons why I don't think that is, I do believe that this is the week that the Jaguars will get their first win. There you go. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the Schmelrose shit show of the week.
0: All right. One
1: more shit show I want to bring up just in case sure. it was just in case the shit show happened to be. Super, you know, need, need, needing a little more. <laughs> I uh, I found this game to be absolutely awful. And, I mean, yeah, almost like you you want to cry when you just smell this diaper. The Rams Giants?
0: Please don't. Please don't.
1: You want to cry about that for all different reasons, though. I mean, that's – but the one I was looking at was a battle of two, one, and fours, and
0: that's the Texans at the Colts. I thought you might go there. thought you might go there. And you right. think about it, and you're like, oh, well, the Colts, you know, they're you got
1: to pick the Colts, right? They're pretty good. They're not going to be bad, but they're 1-4, and, and they're not really that good at all. And then you look at it, and you're like, well, the Texans are crappy, and they should lose practically every game. Then you remember they got, like, Tyrod Taylor, and, like, you know, he does some things. No, it's whatnot.
0: not Tyrod. Isn't it Davis Mills now? It's Davis Mills now.
1: Yeah, Davis Mills now. So my my bad about that. But still, Ooh, actually? Like
0: he's only I, give him some credit. He's only the second rookie quarterback ever to beat a Bill pelichick led team. Yeah,
1: coming off yeah. a win last week. It, yeah, it's a, it's a terrible game that nobody wants to watch. Thank God it's buried in the afternoon somewhere, and you only catch through high uh, um, red zone highlights. Well, I'm gonna start it off and. Unfortunately, I'm going to take the Colts at home, but I don't feel good about it at all. I really don't. This one gives me a bellyache.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to take... Well, lie down, take a nap, make sure you get plenty of fluids there. Um, I'm inclined to take the Colts here because the game is at home, but I'm looking at Carson Wentz's statistics through the first five games of the season. 1,322 passing yards, only seven touchdowns on the season. And he hasn't even gotten intercepted that many times. It's only once. Sacked 12 times on the season. So he's averaging about two sacks a game there. That's not good. Houston could pull this out, but I can't even say on paper. Just Yeah, I, I think I just got sick too. I'm going with the Colts. Go ahead, Dave.
2: Well, uh, Mike, I- I'm going to kind of pull a you real quick and uh, just point out the fact that I went into last night's game down 26 points in my fantasy league, and all I had was Jonathan Taylor, and Jonathan Taylor got me the win, and that's, Good. After ha- that's after having three of my players combined for a whopping 0.6 points. So I still pulled what? that out. Can
0: that's I Can t- t- I, I tell you it. the? Can I tell you the contrast there? So I went into last night's game down 50 points in my fantasy team, and you know who I had going last night? Baltimore's defense. So good job there, Dave.
2: Dude, you're down 50 going into a game with defense. You know you're losing. It's over. Yeah,
0: yeah, I know. But no, I, no, I wanted you to can't throw
2: – You can't be mad at me for being happy about my job.
0: No, family. I'm not. That's why I said good job. I'm yeah, not. You, good job. You, one of us. One of us won.
2: And so anywho, so um, look, the Colts – no Quentin Nelson, still no T.Y. Hilton. I mean, they're beat the hell up. Uh, but Wentz is playing better football than he did last year. He's not playing great football. He's just playing better football than he did last year. They have a really, really dangerous running attack with Taylor and Mack and Harris. Um, or I'm not Or not Harris, Pines. Um their young wide receivers are pretty good. Houston is just the throw a bunch of shit at the wall and hope it works out. Um, like that—that like that to me is their roster right now. Um, and you know, I, I think Tunzel's out this week, so they're out there starting left tackle. Like they, they're really just—I it, it, mean, Deshaun Watson like cursed that, that 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 team over the last summer, so. You know, uh, well, really, Bill O'Brien did. I, I think if I'm blaming anybody for where that team's mm-hmm. Brian, but anyway. So, with all that said, I just I, I think it's a good game. I think it's not a good game. Like I want to watch it, but like more like it's a close game. Um, and, and I think, uh, but I do think the Colts pull it out when it's all said and done.
0: All right. So we all pick the Colts to win that game. All right, fair enough. There.
2: So. Are we, are we good with football? Because I really got a roll, but I really, really wanted to hit on something um, from this past weekend with college football because I actually sure. watched college football this weekend.
1: Nice. nice. Go ahead. So, I want you to hit on it, Dave.
2: So, like, like I said, guys, I got to go, but I'm going to, you know, I want to stay. I at least want to have this conversation really quick. And, all right, so the Red River rivalry, Oklahoma, Texas, that game, was berserk. Berserk. That game was just insane. Crazy, crazy game. Seeing Penn State lose to Iowa, Iowa, like that was rough, but Iowa just looked like the better team. It's just like Penn State just happened to make a couple more plays. a um, and beating Alabama. That was crazy. It was just like Alabama almost seemed like they couldn't get out of their own way. Um, but like the the reason I'm throwing all these things out, like those those are the games that really stuck in my head. I mean, I saw highlights from some other games, but those were the games I really kind of paid attention to. Um, when you look at the those games specifically, or maybe something, um, you know that I I didn't mention, like. Eric like to you what really kind of stuck out like I know you're not a happy Bama loss but they're still going to be in the in the conference champ or in the playoff at the end of the year like it, it, it's a it's a, a speed bump in their life like that uh, or uh, in their season so like I know you're not sitting there thinking oh my god the sky's falling so like really like when you like you, whether it's the games I threw out there or a different game that I'm missing like What game, like, just had your, like, jaw on the floor? Because to me, it was that – it was that Red River rivalry game. That was just ludicrous. That last two, three minutes was insane. Like, I just – I just – I was happy I watched college football. And, like, it's honestly the main reason I made sure I made the show tonight. guys. like (laughs) – I'm telling you. I I got to
1: just tell you really, really quickly. The fact that you don't watch a lot of college football – the fact that you watched it, did you have fun with what you watched? Did you enjoy the football you were watching? Because that's what I always try to tell you, guys. You and Mike is that college football is actually a, really a lot of fun if you get into it and you 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 not even if you follow. It, you don't have to have a favorite team, but do what you did. Just pick a couple games over the weekend and maybe you're able to follow a little bit of. And you're gonna have fun with it. It is. It is a lot of fun, college football. I, and I'm glad that I'm glad to hear it sounds like you really enjoyed it. So I really hope you did. Um, but you hit all the main points that stuck out to me this weekend. Number four versus number three in Ohio, in uh, Iowa versus Penn State. And for Penn State to go down, I mean, that, that, that kind of dashes Schmelrose's and Pipe's and hopes of, you know, some things for them. But, again, they could finish strong and maybe end up, you know, still in the college playoffs at the end of the year too. Alabama, you're right, just a speed hump, definitely disappointed about the loss. But, again, you said it correctly, couldn't get out of their own way. They didn't look right. They didn't play right. They didn't have the same intensity they usually have. They came out flat. And when you do that, and the other team, you know, an AM came out, Guns a blazing, you know, it, it, it totally made the difference. And I think being in the Texas a being there in Texas a And M that's the second largest crowd they've ever had, only behind I think the game when like Johnny Manziel beat them or something like back in like 2012 or whatever, way back when. So I mean, they, they this is like big time stuff. So I'm, it's it's awesome that you you watched some of it. You, you enjoyed what you watched, and yeah, those were my biggest takeaways too. And then that Oklahoma Texas game, it's a ton of fun to watch teams like that rivalries like that and that rivalry is something that's coming to the sec because both of those teams will be in the sec come 2025 so you'll have the red river rivalry you'll have the alabama auburn rivalry you'll have the uh, florida georgia rival you have some of the biggest rivalries in all of college football like probably three of the top 10 rivalries in all of college football in, in that conference so i mean it's uh it's pretty special it's pretty awesome and uh Even though it was a disappointing weekend for my Tide, it was still an exciting weekend of college football, and I'm just happy that Dave, you were able to catch some of it. Mike, were you able to? Do you have any thoughts on this? Well,
0: listen, I actually have a funny story because, honestly, I, I work all weekend, so I didn't get to see any games this weekend. But yesterday, I worked four days straight. I worked 10 hours four days straight from Friday through Monday, and I've been doing it since I started this job. A guy comes into my store, and he's looking for college stuff, and we don't have college stuff in the store, but I get into a half-hour conversation with this guy who I think his son and his girlfriend went down to Texas for the weekend for that Oklahoma-Texas game, and then they watched the Dallas. uh, They went to uh, Texas Stadium, Dallas Stadium, whatever the hell it's called, uh, Jerry World to see the Dallas uh, Giants game. And he's telling me about the Oklahoma-Texas game. So I know a little bit how crazy that was, what Texas had the big lead, and then Oklahoma storms all the way back to win the game. So it's funny that that's one of the games you brought up because, again, sorry, Eric, did not get to see it. Not intentional. Just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes here. But I knew about that game because this guy and me had a half-hour conversation talking that game and the Cowboys-Giants game.
1: No problem. I am going to let you know, though. There mm-hmm. are games on Wednesday. I believe Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night you can catch. You just
0: got to look for them a little bit. But, I but let me ask you something, though. They play every night of the week that the NFL doesn't play. There's yeah, but game. let me ask you something, though. Like, I mean, I, I think it's a little different with college. Don't they skew the important games or the fun games to watch for the weekend and no. then the games during no, the week? Because are kind that's of... the
1: thing is that there's so many different college football programs on so many different levels and so many different – that you're going to see good college football no matter what because there's plenty of conferences out there you've never heard of, but they still have equal talent on each side of the ball. And if you have equal talent, you're going to see a fun game. you know. And that, that's mm-hmm. really what it comes down to is you may not know the conference. Maybe it's a whack division or, or or Mac or, or something like that, that that you have no idea, you have no idea, you know who these teams are. You may just get sucked into watching.
0: But let me you like, just... oh, wow
1: that they just scored and then wow so 30 seconds later that team just scored and you're like, all of a sudden you're like, wow, all of a sudden this is exciting. You're gonna get into it. But that's let me it takes you just just a little bit, a little taste. It's almost but... like drugs, like a little taste and you are just going to be off.
0: All right, that that's a fair comparison. But let me you, you, another question then. I get the idea that you could watch a team you never heard of before or two teams you never heard of before and still have a good time with it because these are these are kids just going out and then the passion. You've always talked about the passion the kids bring to the court at the college level that isn't kind of sapped away by the NFL and everything that's going on there. So I get that. I understand that. Do games that get played during the week – like, are, do they involve teams that are going to be involved in, like, the top 25 rankings or the college playoff not at the end of the usually, year? Not,
1: not usually, but you may mm. still see some guys who are talented enough where they'll talk about, like, oh, this guy may be looking to get drafted next year. Or this right. lineman may be, like, somebody. So, like, they'll mention it during the broadcast if there's somebody of importance to watch out for during the game. Um, but for the most part, no, those games, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe on a Thursday night, you might get a top 25 team playing, um, but not really Tuesday, Wednesday. But again, and they're just more nights that if you can catch any of it, I think you'd have fun with it. And Dave, it sounds like you had fun this weekend. So um, I'd be interested to hear in, in the future if you happen to catch any more games. Um, but there's a lot more fun ones coming up on the schedule. So, I, I you know, a couple rivalry weekends coming up. Um, so it it's definitely going to be fun to watch. So I hope, uh, hope to get some more updates and, and hear some more, uh, stories about you listening and watching.
2: Yeah. I, I, I know you asked me like, like not asked me, but kind of pointed out, like, I'm glad you have fun. So just so you know, if I rank them that Oklahoma, Texas game, number one, the Alabama A&M game number two. And then the Penn State Iowa game would be three. Cause it I mean, and it may I'm sure it makes sense to you why I would rank him that way. But like
3: mm-hmm. that yeah, that, al- sure.
2: that that Alabama AM game, I, I can't remember the name of the quarterback on A and M, but that kid just some of the things he was doing, some of the crazy shit he was pulling out of that, you were just like, You gotta be kidding me. Um, but like it was also one of those games where I'm watching and I'm like, you can tell Alabama has more talent. But they'd make like a third down stop, but then you get holding on the defense. Or they'd they'd make a good third down conversion on offense and you get holding on the offense. Like it was just all these little stupid things where Alabama just every time they had an opportunity to get back in the game or like, you know, even win the game. They just kept making mental mistakes or little errors that just they all added up when it was all said and done. But. Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I wish I caught the um, the Texas Oklahoma game. I only caught the second half, but Phil. I mean, it, knowing how that game went, it, I I probably got to watch the better half of the two anyway. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm gonna try uh, try watching a little bit more so I can talk about it with you a little bit more, and you know, have I'll have a little more free time, uh, or well, be a little bit more into into life. Uh, as the weeks roll by So I'll be here with you guys But um, actually Mike I, Like I said I do gotta hop But before I go All right. uh, Eric I have a friend Over my house right now That you know as well And I wanted to give her a chance to say hello If she can hear me um, But if she can't I don't think she can hear me She's out over in my kitchen um, But Nessie Costa Is
0: here Oh
1: yeah hi hello i
0: I feel like i (laughs) know that name
1: long time no talk to you guys
0: i know what are you up to
1: oh you know just losing my earring on dave's bathroom floor
3: (laughs) (laughs) there you go
1: so
2: yeah uh, we were like halfway she got here at like uh, i told her i had to show you guys tonight and uh, like i said that's why like she's one of the reasons i gotta wrap up early but like um i told her like i told her i had the show and she got here and like we were already like 20 minutes in and all of a sudden like 10 minutes after she got here i was just like wait you know both erics that i do this show with i like i don't i don't know if you i don't think i've ever introduced you to her uh, was she, she at never, like, was she at
0: out. eric's wedding or at your house when you moved in
2: no I, she definitely wasn't at your wedding eric i
0: know that um okay those would have been the only two times i probably would have met her then but, yeah, nice, but nice, nice, nice to, nice to kind of meet her.
1: Don't worry about it. You're not missing anything. You don't want to meet
0: me. <laughs> all right, fair enough. That's not true. That's <laughs> not true I'm, I'm playing. I'm sure it's not, but I'm playing along with that. So that was funny. But yeah,
1: so
2: um, guys, uh, sorry I missed last week. Glad I could be here uh, with you this mm-hmm. week. Um, I know there's a lot of great, uh, crazy things going on with uh, playoff baseball. uh, Astros make it to their fifth NA or ALCS in five years in a row like yeah Eric uh, doesn't want Eric doesn't want to to talk talk about that yeah I've been trying to pay attention to things for you guys so I'm sure you want like Hey, at least you can replace one David with another David. I'm sure Cousin David would love to hop in and talk some baseball with you guys. And uh, I know he put something in the chat about the Kyrie Irving situation, which I personally, I just don't give a crap. I'm tired of Kyrie Irving one way or the other. Oh my god, uh-huh. I'm
1: so with you, Dave. I'm 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 with you on that topic. Like, dude, do what you want to do. I don't care. Like, why has it got to be yeah. news? Yeah. I I don't yeah. want like yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So it at- there.
2: So, anywho, but uh, glad I could be here with you uh, this week, guys. Um, Eric, just give me the stay sweaty, and, and and I can hop off.
1: Stay sweaty, have fun, and nice talking to you, Nancy. Good to, see- good to uh, hear from you.
2: Uh, I'll tell her you said so. She's uh, she came over. She's doing some laundry. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> all right. Yeah, hey, but, listen. Have fun. Talk to you soon. Okay. I'll, ca- uh, I'll catch
2: you. Later, all right? Have a good one,
0: Dave. Have a good one. Dave Hastings, everybody. All right. Eric, you made it very clear you don't want to talk about baseball. That's fine. I have something baseball adjacent well, not, for not, you, though.
1: Not necessarily that I don't want to talk baseball because it's just like well, the playoffs I, don't matter to me. So I'm like, I'm mad. Yeah.
3: Like, I, now, I mean, I'm with, the sure. okay, I'm, I'm with you. Sure. I'm with you on that.
1: Red Sox Astros to me is like the worst series you can give me. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. It just makes me want to vomit as a Yankee fan. No, no, you cut out again, but that's okay. I'll keep talking for a second. Not sure what you want to bring up baseball-wise, but I'm over. I'm, I'm right here. I'm
0: right here. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Listen, I, I don't know how much you heard before I cut out there, but listen, I'm with you about the playoffs and everything. If you want to write about the Yankees a little bit, I, I have some questions I could throw you away for that one, but I have something baseball adjacent here because- we, we haven't talked about Barstool in a while here, but you know I, I kind of follow Barstool Sports, and I, I listen to, the, to some of their podcasts. I'm a fan of Kevin Clancy, KFC, the We Gotta Believe podcast, um, KFC Radio. I laugh my ass off to that shit most of the time. Were you aware of what happened on Sunday night at the Chicago-Houston game uh, between uh, Barstool Sports member White Sox Dave and John Cusack? No. All right. So White Sox Dave is obviously a Chicago White Sox fan, and he has a list of people who he feels would be banned from any parade that happens if the White Sox ever win a World Series. And John Cusack is one of those people. John Cusack, obviously, he's starting the movie Eight Man Out. Big Chicago guy. If you watch Chicago sports, he tends to be a little bit of a flip-flopper. He's, he's called himself a White Sox fan, but he showed up when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016 wearing Cubs hats and all this stuff. So White Sox Dave apparently put him on his list of people who are mad. Before the game on Sunday night, White Sox Dave went up to John Cusack and confronted him on it, and then John Cusack to see proceeded to verbally pound the dude into the ground and make him look like a whiny little baby and then proceeded to troll him on social media for the ensuing 24-hour period. So I have a question for you. I feel like you and me feel the same way on this one. If you are a fan of one team, of a two-team city, you you don't feel like you should be allowed to root for the other team, right? (laughs)
1: I'm going to make an exception, though, because i got to be honest. If the Mets were playing the Red Sox in the World Series, I would have to pull for the Mets. If you had to put a gun to my hand and tell me to pick a team, I'm going to pull, pull for the but
0: Mets. But let me, let me ask you a follow-up on that, because there's a difference between um, pulling for the Mets, which is understandable. You're not decking yourself out in, like, Mets outfits and anything, wearing a, buying, going out and buying a Mets hat. and wear, I mean, you don't wear jerseys. You made that clear. You're not getting dressed up in all Mets stuff to root for the Mets, though, on that, are you? Because I ain't. I, I got to tell you, I'd never dress up in all Yankees shit to pull for the Yankees.
1: No, I mean, if I was at the stadium with a group of friends, would I have maybe bought a hat? I could see a possibility if, like, you know, I tended on giving it to somebody after the game or giving it to one of the, you know my friend's kids after the game or something like that instead and wasn't planning on, maybe I would do something like that, but no, you're right. I wouldn't show up in full gear. But again, I don't necessarily have the money to just go and spend like that. So if some guy like John Cusack's got a bunch of disposable money and he wants to waste it on a bunch of different jerseys, I'll be honest. I am a guy who owns a bunch of different football jerseys. Uh, the first jersey I ever owned. Wait a was, like, minute, a John. The first jersey I ever owned as a kid wasn't even a Giants jersey. It was a Brett Favre jersey. Green Bay Brett Favre jersey was the very first football jersey I ever owned. So,
0: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This brings up a question just completely out of. Weren't you the one who said you never wore the jerseys of other teams because of something your dad said?
1: No. No, 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 no. I don't want to really rehash this too much, but my dad had certain players – that he didn't believe guys should wear their jerseys.
0: Oh, is that what – oh, okay. I thought it was all players. He,
1: no, he thought that guys like Derek Jeter and – Michael
0: Jordan, I believe, was in that.
1: No, nah, I don't know if Jordan was in that. It was It was more Jeter, more like Wright, um, David Wright, like those yeah. kind of players – that he just didn't think that like it was cool for a guy to rock a Jeter jersey. Now, that was totally my dad's opinion. Definitely uh. a way-too-old-school opinion for today's day and age. We understand <laughs> that. I'm not making excuses for it, but at the same time, he is 65, and I'm not going to change the way the guy thinks at this point in his life. So uh. it just is what it is. I've argued with him forever that Jeter's a Hall of Famer, and his uh, argument was until he's in the Hall of Fame. Once he's in the Hall of Fame, the jersey is good to be worn by anybody. So apparently, right, well, according to him now, it is okay to wear a Jeter jersey. Oh, that's but it funny. It was not okay pre- previous to the Hall of Fame. All
0: right. Well, I that's apologize. That
1: just I, his thoughts.
0: I apologize if I shouldn't have brought this up. You said the jersey thing, and my head went there because I, I remember you saying that years back. So I'm sorry if I oh, shouldn't no, have he brought was that up.
1: My dad was a guy who owned an Earl Campbell jersey. He oh, okay. him, like, you know, he, he he loved certain players. I mean, you know, I he he absolutely he had I think an Allworth Jersey, maybe. He had um uh, who else did he have? Somebody else. Earl Campbell, I mean, I said him already, but he had um, you did. I don't know, maybe he had an Eric Dickerson. He had, he had a bunch of them, a bunch of different ones. He had a uh, – oh a Barry Sanders, um you know, it's just he, he had those, you know, and he never shied mm. away. If players were great, he celebrated greatness. And, you know, he, he enjoyed watching great players. So I always enjoyed mm. watching great players too, just followed along. So, like, that's why I said my first jersey ever as a kid was a Brett Favre jersey. Mm. I loved the Giants, but the mid 90s, the Giants sucked.
0: Yeah, they were pretty bad. To
1: go on other, other than, like, Rodney Hampton, like, you know, it was past LT, so I didn't have much there. Like, yeah. It was like right around time. Strahan was too young for me to really get to know him too well at that, age, you know, at that stage. It just was until I had moved on and I got a Jesse Armstead jersey before the 2000 <laughs> uh, Super Bowl. I bought a Jesse Armstead jersey and my buddy brought a Ike Hilliard.
0: Oh, wow. That's a deep cut. I remember yeah, that. So that's, yeah.
1: that's, that's how deep we went. So, I mean, you know, listen, you celebrate greatness. So, no, that's how I feel about jerseys. So.
0: Mm, yeah, I still wear my Emmett Smith jersey that I've had since sixth grade. So I get you on that. Anyway, like I said, I apologize. I remembered the whole thing wrong in my head. I didn't realize it was just about certain players. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have gone there. But, yeah, now to go back to the initial point. I get where the dude was coming from, but if you ever get a chance, because the video of this confrontation is on Twitter, and the dude just goes at Cusack so soft. Like, if you're going to go hard about this, you got to maintain that same energy if you're actually going to confront the guy. And he didn't do it, and Cusack came off as a diehard fan. So while I would never wear my crosstown team stuff, you mentioned you know certain situations. I know Cousin David certain situations – he would wear Mets stuff because he did when we. I'll be were... honest. I went. Yeah. I've been to way more Nets games than I've ever been Knicks games. I've
1: I, I've oh, actually yeah. never. Well, been they to a were game in my Jersey. Life. I'm a New. They were. I'm an yeah. exam, exactly. But I that and that's the reason I've been to Net, Nets games. Same with the Rangers. I've been to one Rangers game my whole life. One as yeah. a kid. That was it. And outside of that, I've never been to a Rangers game. I'm dying to get back to MSG. I just haven't done it. And, you know, it's an expensive ticket, unfortunately. So I went with the cheaper ticket on the other side of the river, you know?
0: Well, I've actually, I've gone to, I've never gone to a Dallas game, obviously, because they play in Dallas. I've been to a Giant game before when it was the Meadowlands. I've been to a Giant fan when I was a kid. My dad got tickets to see them play the Saints. I think they won that game, actually. So I'm, I'm with you in that boat there. Um. Anyway, I, we'll, we'll make this quick and then we'll wrap up here. I do want to bring this up. There was a report earlier today that the Yankees may retain Aaron Boone, which let's be honest, if Cashman comes back, Boone is going to come back. That's the deal there. But at the end of the day, after everything that went on this season, there's nothing wrong with saying Cashman, time is gone. We need to move on as an organization. And Boone is going to go with him. That's just the way it is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Do you have faith that this Steinbrenner is going to do the right thing?
1: Uh, No, because he's going to be loyal. He picked up the loyalty trait from his father of being Mm. loyal to people, but he he didn't pick up the spend money at any cost factor that his father had. And that's the the one thing he's missing. And that's the one thing apparently I was listening to a bunch of different things today myself. And uh, one of those things being the voice of the Yankees, Michael Kay. And Mm. he is saying, that they are pretty much it's a done deal. They're going to end up retaining Boone, um, maybe a one-year or two-year deal, maybe longer, but probably looking at more of a one or two. And that they are going to have a lot of uh, a lot of personnel changes, meaning player changes. They're going to have a lot of different stuff they do in the off-season. It's clear that this group of team, this group didn't work, didn't work as it should have. So they are going to be moving some pieces. He didn't get into any what those pieces are, but just thinking in my head, more than likely they're going to go out and try to sign a shortstop. So I don't know what that means for Glaber Torres' future. Um, Also the same with Sanchez. Um, Don't know if it's really worth moving on with him any further. So... All of that said, there are going to be some big changes with this team. Gal is probably – I think Gal is a guy they got for another year. They don't know what they're going to do about Rizzo yet. Um, He's a free agent, so he's probably going to test the market. And I'm okay with that. Voight will not be back. Uh, So I think there's definitely going to be a lot of – this going to be a different lineup next year than they saw this year. But outside of that, um, I don't think anything really changes until their philosophy changes.
0: I was just going to ask so, you that.
1: No I, just, to change, yeah. so no, I don't think that this really does too much. It's still going to be a team that's capable of winning 100 games at any given time. But as they say with analytics, uh, the analytics work great for 162 games in the playoffs. Doesn't mean shit. So, uh, you know, the playoffs are still a crapshoot. So we'll see what happens there. But Teams like the Red Sox are figuring it out. Teams like the Giants and the Dodgers are figuring it out. Big markets, small markets, big budgets, small budgets. They're all figuring it out, and the, and the Yankees aren't, and that's something how is going to have to hold Cashman's feet to the fire about. Um, but that's on them to do, and I think that loyalty is, is giving Cashman a, a, a second chance here to try to make things right next year. Um, but well, I definitely I, think that Cashman saw the error of put together an all right-handed team based on just analytics alone mm-hmm. and realized that it just doesn't work in this stadium that way um, mm-hmm. or with this team that way. So there, there's definitely going to be big changes, but not the changes that I was hoping for, not the changes Cousin David was hoping for, and it's definitely not going to be a rebuild. It's just going to be a retool. And there is a difference. And the difference is they're not losing the core group of guys. They're still going to have the main, you know, Cole, and they're going to have, you know, they're not completely tearing it down, trading away everybody and rebuilding. So they're going to retool. They're going to go out and spend money. They're going to be in on guys like Carlos Correa. They're going to be in on guys like Seager for shortstop. They're going to be, they're going to be in on those guys because that's a position they want to upgrade. So, uh, I, I think they're going to go out and spend money and I think that's the way they're going to try and plug some of these holes by getting rid of some salary while also adding a whole lot more of it.
0: Well, I mean, a couple of things real quick. You mentioned the loyalty thing. George was a loyal guy. No question. He did still fire Billy Martin four times. So, I mean, there is that right there. If he felt something needed to be changed, he still would change it. So Hal doesn't have that ability to see when something isn't working. And, you know, this is probably a better thing. He doesn't have the ego that George had, number one. But also Cashman's contract, if I'm not mistaken, is up next year. I think this is the year you let him go just because, you know, he's been doing it for a long time. Nothing wrong with saying you need a change. Very possible he's waiting until next season to make the change. We can think that's a mistake. However, um, one final question here. Are you ready to say this season was a step back for the Yankees?
1: A step back? No, I'll just say it was a disappointment. How's that?
0: Sorry. All right, I'll let it go. I'll let it go. But anyway, um, do you have anything else you want to throw in here tonight?
1: No, I think we hit all the main points. Uh, I think we did what, What'd you think of oh.
0: what'd you think of the what if finale?
1: Didn't see it yet. I'm still I still have episodes five through nine to watch oh shit wow yeah yeah no I'm I'm behind on that uh I still have not seen Shang-Chi I'm still behind I'm behind on all that stuff I plan on catching up because I want to see Venom as well and I haven't seen Venom yet either
0: so did you see um, the first one did you see the first one
1: I did, but I only saw it once a while back. I enjoyed it, so I mean, I'm interested. And I like Woody Harrelson a lot, and I was interested to see what they were going to do with his character more in the second one. So mm. um,
0: it's—I I will tell you this because I got to see it on Friday. It is a better movie than the first one. I don't need to tell you this. Just stay for that mid-credit scene. That's all I'm gonna say.
1: Yeah, I, is it, is it as, uh, and I'll, I'll be honest, I have 100% stayed away from spoilers about the mid-credit scene or end credit scenes of this movie, so I have no idea. I just know that it's supposed to be epically crazy. Is it is mind-blowing? Don't ask as the question. Are- don't
0: ask the question. You don't want to be spoiled? Don't ask the question.
1: All right. That's yep. the only thing hey. I can go with, I
0: guess. That's I, and I, I don't say that in a mean way, just trust me. Anything I answer is going to be a spoiler.
1: I almost feel uh, like it's going to be uh, William Dafoe like sitting on the couch like next to him or something.
3: That'd be good.
1: Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think, like, really, you know, that, that's the only thing I can think of. Like, I'm like, mm. I, so I'm, I'm excited because, like I said, I have no idea, so I'm just excited to see it. So, that's all. But um, mm. I am uh, when when I do see it though, we can definitely talk about it. So I'm hoping by next week, maybe I'll have seen it and we can we can talk about it at the end of next week's
0: show. All right, all right, we could definitely do that. And what this week is this the week Halloween Kills comes out? I believe it is. Yeah, and apparently, and I think you might have been the one to say this first. It's going to stream on Peacock. I have Peacock. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on Peacock. It's going to be there,
1: so you don't even have to go to the theaters see that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I'll probably catch that one. We talked about that a few weeks ago. All right, so that'll do it for us here tonight. Thank you, everybody, for listening on all our various podcasting outlets, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Anchor, Bullhorn. We always thank you for joining us. Thank Dave Hastings and Eric Pfeiffer for being with us tonight. Eric Tressler, any last words?
1: Uh, As always, stay sweaty, and until next week.
0: Stay sweaty, my friend. Yes, and I am Mike Aglioloro. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you all next week.